0: hi everyone hi there this is holly and daniel and you are listening to halfway saints Mm.
1: and we hope we wish everybody a belated mother's day we hope that everybody had a happy mother's day all the moms out there this past sunday how was yours holly
0: it was really nice we had a great Mother's Day.
1: It really was. The boys were cooperative. They helped me uh, make Holly breakfast. I say that they didn't really do much.
0: Well, that's okay. They were, they were really up. quiet.
1: That's true. And Jack was making a card. He was working on that. I don't think I think Blaze was like playing with stickers.
0: Yeah, probably. But they
1: they were super excited about waking up early before their alarm clock goes off so that they could come and make your breakfast.
0: I got biscuits mm-hmm. and bacon, mm-hmm. and then I got to have an Afogato
1: Mm, that was a little later.
0: I know. And then okay. later I had an affogato. You
1: have to explain what an affogato is. Of
0: course. Okay. um, It's coffee with ice cream in it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it
1: <laughs> It is espresso poured over the perfect scoop of vanilla ice cream. Yes. I don't know if it has to be vanilla, but that's it how we made be, it. It should be, though. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> it doesn't have to be, but it probably should be. But it
0: should be. And it's delicious. Mm. Mine... On Mother's Day, it tasted like a marshmallow. It did taste
1: like a marshmallow. Oh, man,
0: I want another one. It was you so can, good. You can still have ice cream. I know, I was about to say. I can get one. <laughs> not. It's like 8 p.m. I'm not going to have an espresso. But I loved it. And then the boys took me on a fishing trip.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: it wasn't really my idea, but they were so excited about it. And um, they got their nets ready. They got their boots on.
1: As you point out? Well,
0: oh, I was going to. Okay. Yeah. And then we walked down to our nearby creek that's like an inch deep. (laughs) And we went looking for fish and we didn't find any, but we had a great time. It was really sweet. I mean, their excitement was palpable. I mean, they were just so happy to be there. And then we got to look at rocks and Jack threw rocks and Blaze got to play in the mud and his rain boot had a hole in it. So his feet Mm. got all wet,
1: (laughs) (laughs) which is kind of typical. The opposite of what a rain boot should be. Yeah, it's not a very functional rain boot. They've had them for a long time.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then all the people walking by were like, so "What you do <laughs> <laughs>
1: Just to paint a picture. It's not like it's a. There's like a road right next to the creek.
0: Yeah, it's not. But in all my pictures, you can't see the road, so it looks super romantic and pretty. Not romantic, but you know <laughs> what I mean. Picturesque. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's a road right next to it, and people are all walking next. Uh. ride along it and looking at us and yeah but it was a super good time yeah i was happy to do it get outside it was such a beautiful day it was a nice day yeah and then on thursday it's my birthday i know
1: holly her birthday's on may 14th so you some years she just gets a mother's day birthday combined Mm -hmm. this year they're far enough apart where you can get separate stuff
0: yeah four days yeah four oh, days
1: <laughs> we'll see we see we'll see where it lands looking at four days now we'll see how it goes
0: but um yeah i was born on mother's day fun fact mm-hmm. best mother's day gift mm. was me <laughs> <laughs> in case
1: you're wondering ignore all those top mother's day gift guides you see it was holly
0: but in all seriousness in these circumstances in quarantine and all that, um, Mother's Day was weird. This could have been really weird this year, but you guys made it feel really special. So thank you very much. i really enjoyed it. It was really sweet. Mm, okay. I told you, I know mean, it's the best Mother's Day yet. That's, I know. I know. Next I, year's going to be I, better.
1: Sure, just, <laughs> it should be.
0: <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I But I really did love it. Mm-hmm.
1: So you get your birthday's near Mother's Day, but my... Um, not my day. Father's Day is... <laughs> usually right near Jack's birthday.
0: Yeah. So it does get kind of swept under. Yeah. But, know. but our, all right. I'm not bitter about it. It's fine. Sure, sure. But our anniversary is always around there too.
1: It's somewhere around there.
0: <laughs> when is Father's Day?
1: I think it's the 3rd Sunday in June. Yeah. Cuz my cuz Jack's birthday was on Father's Day one year.
0: Okay. Okay. Um yeah, cuz our anniversary is June 11th. Yeah. So it's soon after our anniversary. So... Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, we get a lot of holidays combined around here.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... So nice start off to... Not start. I keep thinking it's just May. I don't... Like, the time has been flying by. <laughs> I'll be, like, on a call at work. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, we just met the other day. And I'm like, that was two weeks ago. I'm like, oh,
0: man. I know. Time <laughs> I need to flies. catch up. All the days are just running together.
1: Yeah. And I've noticed I really the weekends the weekends are great except to work but i don't feel they don't feel as weekendy you know
0: cuz we Cause don't, I'm like in go the house out all and do day. anything yeah but just
1: for me like okay I, i'm going like when i go to work i just go downstairs and work yeah it's different to like not have to drive in my car and go to the office but
0: yeah that's true but, and i mean we've always like really filled our weekends with like excursions like go to the mm-hmm, zoo go yeah to, um, the police Dutch museum or whatnot. So it does feel different. Yeah, it really does. And I've been really busy with work. So a lot of Saturdays you've had to take them. So yeah, you're hey, right. As, <laughs> Wait really a second. Like, <laughs> weekends. But Hey, I really appreciate it. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Thank you, man.
1: Yeah. But hopefully the end is in sight. In some places they're mm-hmm. opening things back up, which, We'll just wait and see. Pennsylvania seems to be taking their time on things, but
0: which is fine. We
1: the beaches in New Jersey are open, so we I can know. always make a break for it.
0: I don't think if that's we can a get past idea. the
1: armed guards, the checkpoints, then we should be fine. <laughs> 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 it's
0: okay, I'm just gonna the wear the Ben a ba- Franklin
1: Bridge is all got the barbed wire. And...
0: No, I'll wear my sunglasses and baseball cap. I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, no <laughs> What was his name on Prison Break?
1: Oh, Michael.
0: Yeah, I'll just be Michael. <laughs> Nobody will recognize me. <laughs>
1: Nobody will get that reference either. I know.
0: I like Does to... anybody remember Prison Break? Oh, I loved it. They made
1: a movie. We never watched the movie. Like a TV movie of it.
0: What was what's that line that we always say? It's probably not a prison line. <laughs> Forget uh, it. But. Forget.
1: <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs>
0: anyway, anyway. But yeah, we're doing, we're checking through. We're doing, trying to make the best of it. Mm-hmm. And um, our boys are doing pretty well.
1: Yeah. It's really been a, a, the best of a bad situation. So.
0: Yeah, for sure. So.
1: And there's been a lot of, a lot of blessings that have come from it and just time together with our family. And it's been, I mean, we kind of talked about that in our. Yeah, pandemic episode one. but two months ago wow well here we are and here we are <laughs> speaking <laughs> of our last one so last episode we talked about the glorious mysteries which are right, pop quiz holly what are the glorious mysteries oh, remember crap okay <laughs> um let give you one to start
0: so wait, i know it okay. ends with the ascension nope. no wait, wait wait the assumption the assumption nope yes
1: it doesn't end with it
0: Crowning. Remember the water cycle. Crowning. Yes. So there's the crowning, the assumption, the ascension. I'm going to work backwards. <laughs> <laughs> the ascension.
1: Oh, that's no, the first you, two. No, you missed one before the ascension. Really? What? I mean.
0: Oh, the scent of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. The ascension. So I'm just missing one. It's, uh, big, it's a big it's one. A, is it the, it's not the crucifixion no, though? No,
1: it's the one right after that.
0: The resurrection. <laughs> <laughs> it's a- Dude, I knew That was knew pretty it. good. You get that it. is my thought, like, taking tests. That's what...
1: <laughs> Start at the end, <laughs> come back to the beginning, and figure out the middle.
0: Don't get whatever information I have possible <laughs> lay it on the table and fill in the gaps. But, um, yeah, so that's what... That's what they were. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> um and so and I mentioned in that episode that through praying the rosary thread of lent I really for the first time paid attention to the different groupings of mysteries and really meditated a little bit on what they were and why they're together. Um and so this week I wanted to talk about the joyful mysteries, which All right, another pop quiz Holly, what are they?
0: Yeah. Annunciation, the visitation,
1: mm-hmm.
0: the nativity, mm-hmm. the presentation, mm-hmm. And the finding in the temple.
1: Mm-hmm. That was easy because they're written on a piece of paper in front but guys, of But <laughs> Guys,
0: I faked it like it wasn't.
1: <laughs> that was acting. So- <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Um, yes, that's correct. <laughs> um, so with the... <laughs> when I, praying through the joyful mysteries, one thing that I always kind of picked up on was the – it kind of, at first glance, like, oh, yeah, this makes sense. These are all joyful things. But if you think about the situation and the kind of what situation the people were in when these things actually happened, joyful might not necessarily be the first thing that comes to mind, like, were these to happen in my life, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, if you look through them all, they could easily have been, like – The unexpected pregnancy. Like, Mm -hmm. schlepping across the desert to visit my cousin. While pregnant. Right. Giving birth in a barn. (laughs) Um, Like, like, do you take the son of God to be circumcised and presented? Like, Mm -hmm. navigating social obligations and cultural obligations. And then, I lost my kid in the temple. (laughs) Like, (laughs) these could really all be extraordinarily anxiety-producing situations. Like... Everything through all these mysteries, I think, you know, there's a choice to be made. Like, is this a joyful situation or is this a fearful situation or is this, you know, a time of self-doubt and suffering? So the fact that we call all of these joyful, I think, is really, really significant mm-hmm. and really important. I think it reflects kind of the actuality of what did happen, you know? Because mm. with the Annunciation, Mary, the angel comes to Mary and says, you're going to have a a baby, your name of Jesus. And sh- her reaction is, you know, to say yes, to be open to it, to accept it willingly. Um, while not, not fully k- comprehending everything that that meant, she's just open to it and allowing it to be joyful mm-hmm. and her openness to the, the situation is kind of where the joy comes in that like, here's the situation. I don't know if I fully understand it, but I'm opening myself up fully to the Lord. And there's a joy in that to be fully free and fully open to the Lord. Instead of like, what will my husband think? Like, is this an angel? Is this true? Like this isn't, or even doubting this can't be. Why would they choose me? I'm not worthy of it. There's so many different things where you could just turn this into a different situation. That's not joyful.
0: Yeah. I've been thinking a lot about, um, Like, I've listened to a couple podcasts around, like, how the fact with, like, things with the Lord, it's like, it's not, it's not about what you, like, you can only receive something from the God, from the God, from, (laughs) from
1: uh, the big guy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You can only receive things from God. So it's nothing in and of yourself, but you also do need to open yourself to to him. So there is like mm. a little bit of an action there, but it's also not an action that you're taking on your own. Like it's like this weird back and forth. Yeah. Um but today I was resting with like uh it's not so much of a like like for a while I would just take moments of my day to say like Jesus and like come into this moment or Jesus come be with me here. And instead it it I think it's more appropriate for to say like you're welcome here. You know, like mm. you're already here. So I welcome you into this space.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And so like kind of more of like an embrace of who he is. But that came to mind whenever we're talking about the Annunciation because it was her openness that she like, you're welcome here. Like I'm literally just a vessel for you to use. And so even if she didn't understand what was happening at all, um, for her yes to happen, it was just like a you are welcome here Mm -hmm. kind of thing. She didn't have to pull Jesus into her body or anything like she just opened herself in it mm-hmm. this is getting very physical but like uh, you, that yeah. is what happened yeah um but it was her openness that allowed the savior of the world to come to us through her um and so that's really cool
1: right and it's not like she's saying like oh Lord please let me bear this you know become the bearer of God like, right. to be, to become the mother of God. She, that's not something she asked for that we even can ask for or should ask for. And so I think the idea of that, um, kind of persistent, uh, receptivity, like being open. And I like your, like God is with you and asking God to kind of remain with you and to, to work within you is really cool. Yeah. Um, it's interesting then looking at the visitation to see Elizabeth with, who's pregnant with St. John the Baptist. St. John the Baptist is her child. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, but then she, she's kind of in a situation where she could be super anxious too. You know, she was very, she was getting on in years. Yes. She's <laughs> um, older. Um, presumed barren, kind of had resigned herself to being childless. Mm-hmm. And then she has a baby and it's kind of something that they had wanted and had kind of prayed for, but maybe had resigned themselves to not receiving. And then all of a sudden they have this baby.
0: And also her husband can't speak.
1: Yeah, that too. You
0: know, like he literally no words could come out of his mouth for the whole pregnancy. <laughs> it's Can you imagine? Tr-
1: I don't know. That might be kind of nice.
0: Okay. <laughs> Can you imagine Elizabeth in this moment? No, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, that would be very anxiety ridden and everyone was right, yeah. like, what happened when he went behind the curtain, you know, mm-hmm. like it's, cr- it, that would be very anxiety an- anxious.
1: Anxiety causing anxiety inducing.
0: There we go. Got it.
1: Um, but just the, the image of both Mary and Elizabeth being happy kind of for one another and mm-hmm. for, you know, Jesus being in Mary and, um, Elizabeth's baby leaping in the womb. Just this really great image of these people kind of celebrating their mutual joy, you know? Because there's different levels of joy there, too. Mary is happy for her cousin, happy to see her, happy that her cousin is pregnant. Elizabeth is happy for Mary because her cousin is pregnant. She's happy because her Lord has come to visit Mm -hmm. her through, you know, in Mary's womb. And so there's just all these layers of joy kind of. Built and, atop each other.
0: And Saint John. He's yeah, he's excited about it too, yeah.
1: And just for you know, we don't get to hear what Jesus is thinking inside the womb, but he's seeing these people. He's seeing this kind of plan come to fruition.
0: I have never thought about Jesus while he's inside of the womb. Yeah. In that moment. Like I've always thought about Saint John reacting to seeing Jesus, but I have never thought about how Jesus might have been reacting to seeing them. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I bet he was so excited. (laughs) Oh, that's such a cool idea. I'm going to sit with that for a little while. Okay, you do that. That That just brought tears to my eyes. I don't know why. That's so sweet.
1: But it's just, so you go from this like situation that's could, could go wrong. Could be, you could spend, you know, your energy focusing on the negative parts of it to just these multiple layers of, of love and joy. And that's really what the Lord does. He does it. I feel like there's not a situation where you don't have that choice to kind of embrace despair and kind of, Oh, this is terrible. woe is me? Everything is horrible or to embrace joy Mm -hmm. and to really seek out the good in there because there's no situation where God is not with you. You know, when we're on this earth, there may be things that seem really bad. There may be intense suffering, but God is always with us. And to seek out that the beloved, the loved object that gives us joy, is always an option mm-hmm. um, and so you know these mysteries help us to focus on that like look at that look at the people in these moments and how are they seeking out the joy in the situation
0: um that reminds me a lot of the times that you've told me in the past that there's like joy in moments and there's there's good in moments and i, <laughs> I in those moments have reacted very negatively <laughs> <laughs> do you tell me that because i just want to be like no, this is bad. Like, I just wanna be angry about it and mad and I wanna lash out at you. But in anger in certain like Jesus got angry, so there's a whatever there. You but compare
1: there... your anger <laughs> to I'm the not. Lord's righteous anger, Holly. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: there are more times when anger just comes, you know, mm-hmm. inappropriately into situations and um or put against people that don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's a great reminder that, and even in small little struggles and stuff like God, there, there is, um, there is good here. And if we do embrace that, our, I mean, just our disposition is so much more receptive to God. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're just accept, there was something, sorry, a lot of things come into mind right now, but the, something I heard the other day that like, oh, it was during, um, Bill Donaghy's talk he was saying that God gave us so many gifts and if some like if you gave someone a gift and they said oh thank you and they just tossed it aside and they never used it I'd be like well I gave that to you like that yeah. was a gift for you and you You said thank you but like you don't really like it because you're not even using it Um. so these <clears throat> it's like those moments if we're just so quick to embrace the anxiety or the the worry or mulling over so many ways in which it can go wrong that we miss this opportunity to see where God's working or to grow closer to him in those moments when he wants to be with us in that struggle. He wants to be, um, unite himself to us more deeply during those times. So if we were to just take those gifts and not use them, it's not giving full thanks to him either. Mm -hmm. It's not giving full recognition to him either. So, it's interesting.
1: It is. <laughs> um, so, moving on to the, the nativity. So, here's one where I think there's, like, a very clear parallel. You know, nobody else but Mary bore Jesus in her womb and had an angel say, you're going to conceive a son. You'll name him Jesus. Um, the visitation... No one, that's not going to happen to anyone in that specific circumstances. Mm -hmm. You know, in both of those, you, yes, women find out they're pregnant and they, that's a moment of, can be a moment of joy or not. Visitations, you know, that kind of situation could happen where you see somebody else and you're able to share and, you know, you and your sister are both pregnant at the same time. So that's like a situation that can happen. But with the nativity and the birth of Jesus, I feel like that is, um, a common occurrence. (laughs) Everybody is born. (laughs) Yes, Yes. Um, but one that today can be extremely um, full of anxiety for, yes. for women. Do you disagree? You think it's a a pretty relaxing experience? No, definitely
0: not. It is very <laughs> uh, anxious driven
1: But here's a situation where it kind of it's almost kind of a, I wouldn't say a systemic issue, but women it, have, being pregnant and having a baby is a very stressful situation. And there's a lot that goes into it. And there's so many different opinions and advice. And it's just it's super stressful. It's super stressful for me. And I'm not even trying to push out a baby, (laughs) but I think that's like something everyone can say. Yeah. Like being pregnant, having a baby is really stressful. It's like, Oh, should I, you know, use this method? Should I do the hospital? Should I avoid this thing? Should I do that? Like, what happens if this happens? You know, here's my birth plan. Am I going to stick to it? What happens if I don't? And it's really easy to let all of that distract you from the joy of that situation that you do have a baby growing inside of you, that you are getting to meet that baby that you've spent nine months with, but haven't been able to experience, you know, out, excuse me, outside of the womb and in a different way. And so I think this is a really great model for, <clears throat> excuse me, choosing joy in a situation that can, you know, we're giving in to the stress and the despair of it can be, um, a tough situation. And I think just culturally kind of, we get this picture of like, Oh man, that is such a drag. Like yeah. being pregnant and having a baby, like, wham, wham. <laughs> like any
0: movie you've ever watched. Yeah. Like,
1: and even like becoming a parent and, you know, there's all these narratives of kind of what you're giving up and what you should be doing. And is this even responsible? And there's all these, all this crap for lack of better, lack of a better word that was kind of thrown at people. And it, it can weigh very heavily. Um, on someone especially a woman who's expecting a baby but to just think of mary being you know pregnant in a barn or a cave or whatever it may have been with animals and kind of being entrusted with this great mission mm-hmm. like she may have been had a little more reason to be stressed out than the average one <laughs> so there's certainly she had a lot on her mind at that point
0: for sure i mean it was a very stressful situation
1: i'm saying it's a normal common stressful situation amplified I times know. a billion I can't,
0: I can't imagine having like the weight of carrying the savior of the world mm-hmm. i mean i get nervous every time i'm pregnant and it's like but to have I don't, it's, it would be too much <laughs> <laughs> that's why i probably wasn't chosen um but i remember or i just recently read this quote and i can't remember who said it or exactly the words so it's great <laughs> that i'm bringing it up but a paraphrase <laughs> Um, it was said something like if you don't look at Mary giving birth to Jesus as a like total redemption and uh, for lack of a better word, like lifting up of motherhood, then you're like reading the nativity all wrong. Hmm. But the fact that like, the oh, that Jesus could have just like broken through heaven and come down to earth but the fact that he came through mary and being born of a woman like elevated uh womanhood and motherhood and childbirth to this like you know huge degree Mm -hmm. um that if we forget that then we're totally missing it and um i mean i've heard that said in other words before but that one when i butchered the quote (laughs) but it just really struck me that yeah um
1: it's it's an elevation of all of those things.
0: And not only does it, um, is it a joyful mystery in the, the nativity moment or set of time, but it also is a joyful moment then to all of our own family nativities, mm-hmm. like our own births and things, because we can enter into that same. I mean, that's the beauty of God is that he's without time. And so that we can be within these mysteries all through time. Or that they can expand themselves all through time, and so it kind of opens up that same joy to exist within our our own births. It's mm-hmm. pretty cool.
1: <laughs> it's pretty cool. Um, so moving on to the presentation, what I what I kind of love about this mystery is, you know. Mary and Joseph are presumably joyful, but we, we we get to see other people's joy in reaction to what is going on. We get to see Simeon mm-hmm. who has waited his whole life for this. Mm-hmm. Like this is the culmination of everything he's been waiting for. And we just see his joy at seeing Jesus and being like, yes, finally, this is it.
0: And so much that, okay, I can die now.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is I, literally, I'm so happy I could die. <laughs> yeah,
0: Just take me, Lord. Let your servant go, go in pe- peace. Yeah.
1: But it's just the, I don't know, it kind of brings joy and brings fulfillment to his mission and sort of his vocation. He's just been waiting. He's been patiently waiting and kind of been at the temple waiting for this thing to happen. And he sees the fulfillment of it. And I think it's just a good reminder of the joy that awaits us, you know, both in heaven, but just in our lives, you know, that we are our kind of role here is to love and to serve the Lord and kind of to build up his kingdom here. And he's finally able to do that. And there's just such joy there and such excitement. And again, it could be grumbling. It could be, I don't know, it took you long enough. Mm-hmm. Like why wasn't this sooner? Why didn't I get this sooner? Well, you know, I'm nearly dead. Why do I have to wait until almost, you know, the point of death before I experience this? But there's just this, unyielding joy and gratefulness and gratitude for having being able to experience this
0: mm. it's interesting that the culmination or like the the finality of the presentation is what simeon was waiting for so it's interesting that 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 it happened at the temple
1: i don't know if it was specifically the presentation or just seeing the, the child oh, like probably. His, his was sort of like in the the incarnation as a yeah. whole
0: there probably is a lot of, like, theological depth in there that we're totally missing. But
1: mm-hmm.
0: seeing that, I think you're right, that seeing Jesus was everything.
1: But there's also the, like, the Feast of the Circumcision of the Lord. And people get all weird about it. Like, why are you celebrating a circumcision?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. You yeah. Think it's weird? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me included. Um, but it's also the first shedding of blood of Jesus. Ah. So, like, and I think... Um, Pope Benedict in his Jesus of Nazareth books talks a lot about how when Jesus is on earth, he is all of who he is at all times. So when he's born, he is the crucifixion, the resurrection, and all that all at once. And so in this moment of, you know, Christ being circumcised, his blood is shed. It's kind of like he is the crucifixion already and always is, even though he's just, you know, at that temporal time, a baby being circumcised. And it's kind of like, I don't know, maybe Simeon had insight into that and was like, Yes, this is it. This is what I have been waiting for and what everyone has been waiting for.
0: I love that. I love I mean I don't love it. <laughs> <There's one.
1: laughs> Thanks for clarifying. Everyone's gonna be like, Oh, Holly like love circumcision. It's weird <laughs>
0: No, um, I love the what Pope Benedict did with um, all times are in are within every moment of Christ's life because it just it it gives us the right understanding of them that everything was so intentional with Jesus. I mean, like every single moment was everything. Um, so it just brings a huge like a. Wildly new perspective. <laughs> I almost said Perspective, <laughs> perspective on um, on Jesus' life and on these moments, like mm-hmm. the finding in the temple. I mean, it's just a um, it is everything.
1: And it's kind of it's interesting for us at you know Christians now, two thousand years removed. We can see all this; they couldn't necessarily see that then. I think that's kind of. No, everyone's like oh if only i had been on earth when jesus was and i could see him and physically touch him but it's like yes that's would have been amazing but also like we get to see it not in like the fullness of time but kind of played out further so we you know we can look at him as an infant and say like oh yes but the crucifixion is coming and seeing how it all kind of fits together
0: i mean talk about anxiety the whole like What's Jesus going to do? Like, is he going to be our military leader? Is he mm-hmm. going to save us from the Romans? Is he going to, um, you know, what's happening at the crucifixion? And, like, the turmoil that must have been going on.
1: Well, like, if you look at all of his apostles, most of them abandon him.
0: Yeah, yeah like just absolutely bonkers. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty nice to see it <laughs> in hindsight.
1: But I think it just it kind of uh, speaks to kind of the... I don't know what the right word is, kind of like every God kind of has all time. He's got it down. He's got it figured (laughs) out. Like everything, you know, no one's going to be like a victim of circumstances. And it's like, oh, you were born on that place at that time. Like, you're not going to get to hear about Jesus. You're not going to get the grace. Like that's it's available to everyone. And God is working in all of our lives to bring us to him and reaching out for us. And he never stops reaching out for us. Even if we forget our kid and start going back home with him, without him in the mm-hmm. temple, you know, how it is you're in one line. I'm in the other line. We get <laughs> home. Where is he?
0: <laughs> what is it saying? Oh, I can't remember. We don't have a Bible out with us, but it says like they thought they were with the kinfolk or they thought they were with, or he was with the crowd or I can't remember. Yeah.
1: I mean, they leave there and he's like, Twelve-ish, I guess. I always had twelve in my mind. I'm not sure if it says he's twelve. Pretty or not.
0: sure it's true. I mean, I, th- <laughs> I think it's just tradition anyway, as Todd is.
1: He's a young boy, and they're leaving, and I guess the men and the women would walk separately, and they each thought he was with some other family member, and then it turns out no one had him. Nope. That old story. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think this is one where like. Most people say they weren't Christian, didn't know, and you gave them the situation, and you're like, which mystery group does this fit into? They, wouldn't, they would be like, oh, that's sorrowful. That's not <laughs> joyful. Um, but, again, they focus on the finding. Like, yeah. Or, and we're called to focus on finding Jesus in the temple, and he's where he's supposed to be. And that's what mm. he tells them. Like, "Wouldn't yeah, I'm in my father's house. Why wouldn't I be here?
0: I, so I've always been really thankful for this uh, story from Jesus' life, and especially that they wrote it down. Because they could have just not and been like, "Oh yeah, remember that time no, we, sh- didn't, yeah, we, that. we didn't imagine that we did forget." Jesus. <laughs> um, I've always been really thankful for that because it makes me feel like a lot of mercy <laughs> on parents because it's like, yeah, we we're not perfect and we're not supposed to be perfect. Because look at Saint Mary and Saint Joseph—they forgot Jesus. You know, I mean, very. Relatable. She was perfect. You're right. She yes. did. She yes, did not yes. sin
1: in this. So, yes. if anyone, if it was anyone's fault? It was Joseph's? No, that's what I was about
0: to say. <laughs> no, is that I? It doesn't make me feel like. Um, culpable for situations because it's like, well, if Mary was still sinless, and right? She, that, and that happened, yeah, yeah. But I just don't like. I've always related to them a lot with that. But I don't know how much I relate to them when they find them in the temple and that being a joyful moment, because like they do say like, why, like, where were you or something like that. But I would be like, Jesus, you are supposed to be <laughs> with the family. You're supposed to be in the caravan, and where were you? And you know, I want to, you know angry about it but i get it
1: um unrelated so our youngest isaac his full name is isaac Gurton. and with the other two i usually first middle name to get their attention if they're doing something wrong and okay. yesterday we we're or not yesterday the other day we we're in the bathroom isaac had like a ball or something we walked in the bathroom not even half a second later he like dunked it in the toilet oh gross and i was just like isaac Jobs Don't put things in the toilet. (laughs) Like I can't do that with you. Like sorry, Saint Isaac jokes.
0: If you don't know, Saint Isaac jokes is it? His full name is okay. Saint
1: our son Isaac is his first and middle name are the first and last name of Saint Isaac jokes. Yeah.
0: Thank you. That was really simple. (laughs) Don't beat yourself up. Um, but yeah, you can't really do that. Yeah. We'll call him, like, him. Isaac J or something.
1: I think we still say Isaac jokes, so and maybe just don't yell at him about putting things in the toilet. Also,
0: don't put stuff, don't put in, put the stuff in the toilet. Don't put stuff in the toilet.
1: I know, I know.
0: <laughs> but don't you agree that, like, I mean, you don't have to agree. <laughs> <laughs> let,
1: let me that, make like, up my own mind.
0: That Mary and Joseph, like, I would, if I were them, I would have been, like, a little angry with Jesus about it. But Yes.
1: So what does that mean, that this is a joyful mystery? Exactly, yeah.
0: So you answer that? Question. <laughs> no, <laughs> tell,
1: tell me what you think. You tell me what you think the answer is. <laughs> um, I think it's just maybe it's overly simplistic, but like they have their son back, and that yeah. relief and that joy, and it's really I talk about it all the time about like the um, the idea of joy and like what joy and joy and sorrow both relate to loving something, and joy is when you are able to experience the good of that thing, and sorrow is when you don't. Um, and so the, the loved object, Jesus, like they are joyful because they are with him again. Mm -hmm. They had thought that they had lost him and they are with him. And so there's, you know, their sorrow to joy meter, (laughs) from (laughs) sorrow, like physically being deprived of the good of that loved object Mm -hmm. (laughs) all the way to like being present with Jesus again. And like, that is joy because they loved him so much. And I think it's, um, I think it's particularly appropriate right now when, um, in a lot of places, in some places, you know, they're starting to be able to go to Mass again. But at least here, we've not been able to go to Mass and receive the Eucharist. And we have been separated physically from Jesus. We haven't yeah. been able to receive him. And the, the how joyful it's going to be to receive him. And when we do, I, I can't speak for everyone, but I'm not going to be like, oh, man, I can't believe it's been, you know, yeah. like, I'm not going to be lamenting, like, everything that's kept me away from Jesus. I'm going to be joyful in that moment being with Jesus.
0: That is true. It just occurred to me too that like in this finding in the temple, you know, he was seen there talking to the really um, knowledgeable elders in the community. Scribes, they were like scribes, and priests. Maybe. And um, so he was in a teaching moment, and so Jesus and Joseph or Mary and Joseph, I mean, um, coming to see Jesus in this like almost like teacher leadership role, um. I think it would be so interesting as parents of your child to also then recognize, and they probably had to do this all the time, but recognize the fact that like they are, I mean, so much lesser than him that like they the role of parent to child gets a little flipped in this situation because he is kind of like risen up to his rightful place as like a leader in the temple you know what Mm. I mean so like that realization for Mary and Joseph in that moment must have been like a I would feel like it would be like an awestruck moment we're like so joyful to be back with him of course but then also this like um like I bet it's probably not like accurate but I just imagine them like seeing him and then like bowing before him Mm. you know and to think of the parents of this boy to bow in front of him would be very it's just really interesting
1: but I think it's also like what we we've experienced as parents seeing your children kind of become themselves mm-hmm. and like we see it with our kids when they're like oh, really helping out one another and loving each other and like just being themselves and we can see them growing into who they were meant to be there's mm-hmm. so much joy in that so I think it could also be that, that that they're like oh yeah there's Jesus like he's he's doing it that's who he is that's who he's going to be and we get a glimpse of that and there's that joy of the kind of fulfillment of him it's a little different Jesus. Cause he's always Jesus. He's always yeah. God. But like seeing your child, being able to see in your child, the person that, you know, that they are.
0: It makes me think too about like, what if we treated our children with the same reverence that Mary and Joseph, not with the same, <laughs> but with a similar reverence that Mary and Joseph treated, treated Jesus because imagine the patience, that Mary and Joseph had. I mean, Mary was perfect. So, of course, she was like <laughs> so patient. But Joseph, like, imagine changing Jesus in the middle of the night or Jesus crying in the middle of the night or, um, you know, Jesus needing things when he was a toddler or going through normal human stuff. That can be a little exhausting for mm. parents. But for Jesus to, or for... Gosh, I can't get it straight. For Joseph... Jesus is the baby. <laughs> for Joseph to say, like to be treating him like King, mm. you know, and to, to say like, of course I would do this for you. You're the savior of the world. Um, our children are not saviors of the world, but like that reverence, I think we can, can, uh, reach to, you know, like to just have that same kind of patience because they are unique, beautiful, wonderful human beings that we should, um, give ourselves to.
1: I I agree, but I'm going to take it one step further. Why don't we look at everybody like that? Yeah. as children of God and people who are created by God and formed specifically to be who they were, and like, yeah, it's easy to see like, oh, this is Jesus, obviously this person is is you know do that reverence and that dignity, but we on everybody is, there's no one who is outside of that, yeah, um but I think it's I think it and we've kind of touched on it a little bit, but I really love that these are all human situations in these joyful mysteries like these are things you know like i said we, what we don't experience them exactly like jesus and mary and joseph and the other people um who these things happen to experience them but we you know there are things that we could actually and we most of us will experience in our lives hopefully no one's going to witness a crucifixion you know what i mean but yeah. we are gonna know someone has a baby have a baby ourselves um and i just love that these are such kind of everyday common things that Jesus chose to kind of reveal himself to us through, mm-hmm. you know, like everyone is born. There's a nativity for every person that was born. Mm-hmm. And that's what he chose to kind of show us this and to bring us into this. And it's it's just amazing. And I feel like that's something that um, people who aren't Christian try to like throw back at the church and be like, oh, well you're just celebrating like birth or you're just celebrating like the regeneration of nature in the springtime. And it's like, yeah, of course, because God made the earth, God made all of these things. So why wouldn't, you know, he, he made creation. Why wouldn't revelation follow creation in some ways? You know, why wouldn't he teach us about, you know, hope and new life and birth through the birth of a baby, you know, why wouldn't he try to teach us about living our lives through things that happen in our lives? And I just think that's really, really beautiful, um, and that these are the joyful mysteries, that it's yeah. here's something to be joyful about. These will happen in your lives. Seek joy in these situations. Seek where the Lord is blessing you, where the Lord is pouring himself out to you, and to seek communion with, with God and and intimacy and union with Christ in these situations in your life.
0: I mean, it was very easy for for me to think of, like, tangible applications for every single one of these mysteries. And mm-hmm. um it just shows how relatable Jesus is and the condescension, like actual him coming down to him us, actually yeah. coming down into our nitty gritty.
1: Or is he raising us up?
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He's it. raising all these things up. And so it's not like, Oh, it's just someone being born But like, yes. But remember that one time someone was born and it brought about the salvation of yeah. humanity.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's like what I was saying with the nativity. I mean, it just raises everything up to this huge degree. Um, and it makes everything better because it's um, made sacramental, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really Oof. cool. Really cool. Yeah. I a... like
1: this. It's good. I, I like mean, you. someone was really using their noodle when they put these <laughs> together.
0: <laughs> it's been a nice exercise to look through them all. Well, we're not done, but no, I but like these. these
1: these, these five yeah. <laughs> and the other ones. Um but I think that's just one of the like real gifts of the church is that we there's significance and meaning to everything. And we Mm -hmm. kind of gloss over it like, okay, yeah, these mysteries, they're happy, joyful mysteries, but like understanding kind of the church, like what the, who the church is and kind of what the church is charged with, like everything has significance and everything has meaning and kind of the church as the body of, Christ is a mystery unto itself that we can delve deeper and deeper and deeper into and to continue to pull this stuff out. And it's just, just incredible. And it's like, I, you know, in kind of coming back to the faith, one of the things I really loved about it is that you can kind of go deep into one thing and you like pop out in another thing. And it's like all really interconnected because it is truth. So when you, you know, what is true remains true. So if you seek truth in one area, you're going to pop out in the other area. And it's just, it's just really incredible.
0: Yeah, so this has been super great. I loved Thanks. it. Thanks.
1: You've really enjoyed this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed I know. it.
1: I'm just teasing.
0: Um, and so I, I, appreciate that you've brought this up. So, guys, we hope that you enjoyed it. And um, if you want to talk to us or give us feedback or have any questions, you can email us at halfway saints podcast at gmail <laughs> um, or find us on Facebook.
1: Or follow us on Twitter at halfway underscore saints.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but really, anything, if you want to just reach out, questions, feedback, we really love to hear it. And, and if you have any prayer intentions, we love praying for you guys um, by name. So please don't hesitate to reach out. All right, guys. See ya. Bye, everyone.